Well, just this week I had a lady, Rose, um, join the platform and she found one of my listings. I was sharing strawberry runners. So she came out to the house and uh, we I cut the strawberry runners straight off the strawberry so they were as fresh as the runners could possibly be. She'll take them home and plant them and she bought seeds. I didn't ask for an exchange but what, like most things, human beings, we like to make sure it's fair. Um, she bought seeds and I walked away with some capsicum and cabbage seeds um, from that exchange. She also walked away with some uh, dragon fruit cutting that she'll have and she's already shared it with other people in her network. So that's a really simple example of um, using what is abundantly available, strawberry runners, um, to help other people start their own food garden. Now, in that story, she's come to uh, visit you. When we think about apps and technology, especially in these um, times of <laughs> global pandemic and physical yes. distancing, um, how does the app interact with that, uh, you know, human connection that you've just described? Yeah, so, I mean, obviously the, the app really is just a facilitator. We're actually just connecting the people who have with the people who use it or the people who want something with the people who have it. We just connect them. Then they message each other over the app and decide when they want to meet, how they want to meet. There was one situation where two people connected over the app and then through the conversation they realised they worked in the buildings next to each other so they just brought the stuff to work and met each other outside the building and exchanged it, you know. You just don't know sometimes until you have a conversation what sort of connection you actually have with people. But on this occasion she came out to my house, she sat a, a metre and a half away from me, I cut the, the strawberry runners and we were fine. Yeah. Um, and. And under in this pandemic, we will get further shutdowns where we will hardly have any interaction with another human being other than the ones in our house. It doesn't stop people from using spare harbours. We should still be exchanging and supporting each other even more than when we can't leave our homes and we just drop it off at the front yard or at the bottom of the driveway and someone picks it up. No, I think this is exactly the time we need to be doing whatever we can to build that resilient community because... Yes. That's what's going to support us in the long term. Um, oh, yeah, I was just interested in um, how, you know, a lot of online initiatives end up with Star Trek um, vans running around the place delivering cardboard boxes and yes. people installing closed-circuit television above their door to find out who's pinching their cardboard boxes and all sorts of things that we wouldn't normally associate with connectivity. So I was wondering how you are um, addressing or encouraging people to, you know, actually connect. Well, I mean, I think what we've got to do is we, we've had, we have used technology to change what we as humans typically do in human behaviour. Technology's changed human behaviour. Um, and what we've got to do is go back to what innate, is innately in, inside of every single one of us and is that ability to actually want to connect with another person, want to trust another person, want to feel safe with your community. We desperately want all those things. And all the technologies in the world like um, those things at your front door to see if a package is being delivered or something like that actually skews everything away from what we desperately need as human beings. Um, so it takes us away from where we want to be. Spare Harvest is about um, opening up the process to allow human beings to be who they really are and actually innately trust first and not have to have all of the bells and whistles before we create trust. 
Now, that's a very um, peer-to-peer model of the world that you've described, individuals connecting with each other. Um, what we've found over the sort of, you know, 20 years that the World Wide Web has been with us is that there are natural sort of aggregators or communities or hubs or whatever we want to call them that, you know, connect people together. Are you working with any partners that provide that kind of um, grouping effect? Yeah, so um, definitely. Um, so even starting off at a real micro level, we've connected with some little community gardens, um, really at grassroots level that the community gardens are using it to find people to join their community garden. They're using it to actually share what they've got spare out of their community gardens. They've used it to actually generate a little bit of income for their community garden. So really at that micro level. But we're also in the, um, I think I shared with you, we're in the process of actually developing a, lo- a really lovely partnership with a, a sustainability school organisation and we're looking at taking Spare Harvest into schools to allow students to actually connect with each other across grades, across classes and bring what they've got spare in their homes into the schools and actually exchange those items. So they can actually learn what sustainability is in action, learn about the circular economy, learn about the sharing economy. It also links to curriculum around um, possibly um, economics and, um, and things like that. So, I mean, one of the visions we've been talking about is school uniforms. Instead of the parents trying to sell secondhand uniforms on Facebooks, we hand it over to the students and they use the safety of this platform to actually try and move the, the school uniforms on to other students. Excellent.